from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're going to talk some money in politics with our great friend Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist. Um, we have an APB out for John McIntyre, real clear politics, but whatever. We'll just talk to my pal Liz. Liz, uh, welcome back. So I'm looking at, very interesting, that John Cochran, distinguished academic economist, formerly Chicago, University of Chicago, he's been out at Hoover for quite a while. Uh, incompetent elites make Trump look appealing is the header. It's on the editorial page of the journal. But it, I, the way I summarize this, and this is what I want to talk about, it's like one reason that Trump has done so well is everything's broken. And you can go through the litany, like government's broken, the FBI's broken, the CIA's broken. The economic, you know, economic spending and borrowing is broken. Foreign policy is broken. The border is broken. Schools are broken. Censorship, the border, immigration, universities, it's all broken. Law and order is broken. I mean, everything's broken. There's a rumor that we got McIntyre. So John McIntyre, president and CEO of Real Clear Politics, he can jump in. I'm sure he's familiar with these. But, you know, Liz, I mean, and you could also not only summarize by saying everything's broken, but drain the swamp because a lot of this stuff originates in the swamp. Not all of it, to be sure. But, I mean, that's an important theme that is often overlooked. The system is broken. Now, whether Trump can rescue it remains to be seen, but he seems to be the preferred candidate to try. Well, I would say further, Larry, that just a few three short years ago, it wasn't broken. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the comparison is pretty stark, right? I mean, uh, look at (laughs) the border is the obvious thing. Uh, Obviously, our relationship with Iran uh, and our position in the Middle East is, again, something that is very starkly different. I mean, I just looked at the numbers today, again, about oil exports out of Iran and foreign currency reserves. Trump squashed him. You helped him do it. I mean, there's no question that Iran was in very bad shape financially uh, and not a self-sustaining world power under Donald Trump. And now it is again. I mean, you can't you're not making that up. It's just the reality. And ditto with the border. I mean, Joe Biden talks about how I don't have give me the power to fix the border. A million people have come back and said, hey, you have that power. We saw it exercised when Donald Trump was in the Oval Office, find it and do what he did. And so, you know, I just think people are not, we have short memories in our country, but they're not that short. And I think we all understand things were better on so many different levels uh, just a few short years ago. That doesn't mean under Trump that we didn't have woke universities. We did. We just didn't know how bad they were, probably. Mm. Uh, And yes, we began to borrow a lot of money here is my view on this money thing. Yeah, Trump spent some money because the economy had never been shut down before. We had to prop it up. But what should have looked like a pig going through a python now just looks like a fat python going on forever, <laughs> right? I like that, a fat python. You know, it's great fun um, with the yesterday's jobs numbers. First of all, I, I dared to say they were good numbers, no matter who the president is. They were good numbers. But here's the thing. If you're creating 350,000 jobs or whatever, you got a 3.5% unemployment rate or 3.7. Do you need, Liz, 8% of GDP deficits? Do you no. need $2 trillion deficits when you're virtually at full employment? 
really yeah. in peacetime. Now, John McIntyre, former commodity trader and economic guru, 8% of GDP, $2 trillion, uh, in deficits as far as the eye can see, and we're running a 3.7% unemployment rate. So I'd say the fiscal system's broken. Yeah, look, you're 100% right about that. And and, and what, what really bothers people, I mean, all that, that 8% of GDP and that spending is what's, is what's fueling inflation. And all, all the excess spending that, that the Biden administration did when they – unnecessary spending. And, um, and, and that's what people – when they say they're upset about the economy or they don't like their financial situation – it's it, it's their cost of living, which has gone up so much over the last three years. And that's what even though even though the economic numbers are good, their everyday sort of costs. And, and when, when when families and people just look at their individual financial situations, they don't feel like they're as well off as they were four years ago. Mm. The affordability crisis, I call it. And it's not yeah, yeah. it's not going to be solved by another good month of jobs. I was astonished, John, just. For the heck of it, so that I, I I said in the air it was it was a good number. I know there's a left wing president I'd like to retire, but a good number is a good number. I mean, sometimes when you're a business host, you have to just like say, "Here's a fact: it's a good number." Everyone started jumping up and down about that. I was quite interested. That shows you our media's broken. Anyway, uh, Liz, I want to come back. You know, you mentioned the universities. Okay, so. Harvard was probably broken and the other elite schools. We just didn't know that we were sending our kids to a socialist indoctrination camp until the last couple of years. In other words, the, the, uh, the uh, blooms off the rose, and now all of a sudden people are horrified at what they saw. That's another thing that's broken. Absolutely. And, and that really didn't come to the public attention uh, until during Donald Trump's presidency when – uh, the universities just kind of decided, like the media did, that these were not normal times. This was not a normal president. And so any amount of uh, opposition was perfectly okay. And then, of course, with the Harvard, you know, with the uh, Israeli uh, conflict with the Palestinians and Hamas, it really kind of went through the roof. But this has been decades in the making, Larry. And our generation, frankly, has really overseen this, paid no attention. Uh, we've allowed this to metastasize. The studies have been out there showing that there is 80 uh, percent domination of liberal economists and liberal political science uh, professors and so forth. But no one really paid any attention because it didn't matter. Now I think it matters because we've seen young people actually oppose the values, traditions, and capitalism itself that have made our country great. That is unacceptable. And I think more and more families are looking at that and saying, this is a bad bargain. I don't want my kids to come out hating me because I've been successful enough to send them to a, a good school. And that's kind of where we are right now. And, John, the other part is that not only the universities, but um, COVID unmasked through Zoom what uh, the crazy teachers were teaching kids yep. in grade school and high school. And that caused a parental revolt. And that, in turn, triggered, um, you know, a weaponization of the Justice Department. I mean, it's, this is another thing that's broken. There's a nexus here of the what the DOJ did and the FBI and parents trying to go to what we used to call PTA meetings, school board meetings, to stop their kids from being completely indoctrinated 
into left-wing socialist and racist policies. Here's another thing broken, John. No, a hundred percent. And 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 the COVID and, and your point about the Zoom started to illuminate that, just like the this this Israel Hamas thing kind of illuminated it. And part of what happened is that during the Trump years, because everything for many was justified in an attempt to get rid of Donald Trump, people didn't realize just how far left and how far radical so many of these schools moved. Mm. And, and and they saw it during COVID when parents were aware of like suddenly, oh, what are my kids learning? What are they being taught? This Israel Hamas, you know, Hamas situation that blew up in October where people are like, like what what's actually going on on these elite college campuses? And 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 the, and, and some of that was kind of hidden during the Trump years with just the obsession in the media with everything Trump and and. And anything in the furtherance of getting rid of Donald Trump was was, quote unquote, acceptable. The other thing that's broken is the border, which may wind up being the biggest issue in the campaign. I mean, Liz, the boy. And there are laws. We were talking about this with Chad Wolf, former DHS secretary, and also Rick Scott, Senator Rick Scott. You know, President Biden says, you know, give me the resources. Stop it. He's got he's he's got congressional laws. Uh, and he's got plenty of money, and he could have stopped it if he wanted to stop it, but he didn't want to stop it. So the border's broken, too. And now that the border breaking has spilled over into incredible lawlessness in the cities and suburbs, that, too, is broken. Yeah, and I saw Elon Musk come out, I think he recently, with a comment that this is totally intentional on the part of Democrats. They are hoping hoping to usher in millions of people who will ultimately become Democratic voters. And I think that's totally true. But it is, you know, that the Democrats are a little too smart for their own good, um, Larry, because they have worked very hard, uh, we are told, to make sure that Donald Trump is the nominee. They feel that Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. Uh, and yet they've also ginned up the three issues that probably are the most potent for Donald Trump, Iran, mm. the, the border and the economy. Mm. And, and in the terms of the border, that has reached fever pitch because the numbers are just – they're staggering. I mean I think when December went over 300,000 and people kind of did the math in their, in their head and said, wait a minute, this is like three to four million people per year. Mm. That, you know, the 26 states have populations or something like that. How can anyone possibly think this is okay? And now we have the trickle-down effect, if you will, of fentanyl. I think the deaths last year, 126,000. We have blue cities in really big trouble because they're sanctuary cities. They have crime run amok. And that video the other day, I saw that. We all did a a week ago today. And I said, holy crow, surely that that is going to get some attention. The New York City, uh, the New New York York City City with the cops being kicked and pummeled by illegals who have now fled Mm. uh, New York, presumably en route to California. Uh, You know, I think I think everyone was horrified by that, out and on, rightly so. Out on, out on no bail. Out on no yeah, bail. Yeah. Alvin Bragg strikes again, or whoever it was. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – you know, John McIntyre, though, the Democrats should be careful what they wish for because Trump's got a shot at carrying the Hispanic vote this year. Totally. And, and I mean, that, 
that was one of the under, you know, it's kind of underreported stories during the entire Trump presidency is that in, in 2020, Donald Trump got more non-white votes mm. than, than, than any Republican president in, in, in you know, modern history. And particularly uh, among in the in the working class Hispanic community, um, you know, because in a lot of that is that they just actually see it in their everyday lives and their jobs and their opportunities and and what what they had four years ago versus now. And I think you know one of the things with the with the border thing that people see is is that they see that like you know Trump put in some very specific policies that actually started to have a real-world effect on curtailing the flow across the border, the remain in Mexico, mm-hmm. and a whole host of things that Joe Biden made a very deliberate and public uh, you know, flourish on his first day in office of changing. Mm. So it's like what we have on the border, this is not an accident. This is a result of deliberate policy changes by the current administration from an administration before that had proactively taken steps that were having a real world effect in a positive direction. And I think that, you know, the media may try to like obfuscate or cover that up, but people, it's gotten so bad now that like people are aware of that, 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 you know, policies matter and the election consequences matter. Well, I think that, I think that, um, you know, the, the border, the, the broken border might've been a theory if you lived uh, in the yeah. rest of the country, you know, right. away from the border. But the lawlessness and the drug addiction that came with the broken border has now become a reality. And this really, uh, big, I got to take a quick break. Uh, Liz Peaks, a Fox News contributor and uh, syndicated columnist, John McIntyre is the president and CEO and founder of Real Clear Politics. Uh, boy, everybody's tuning into that. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back with some more money in politics. Larry Kudlow from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking money in politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and John McIntyre, president and CEO of Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Media. Liz Peake, um, former Wall Streeter. Actually, all three of us are former Wall Streeters, one kind or another. Uh, I'm going to argue that Elon Musk is worth every penny of the $56 billion bonus that the Delaware court took away from him. Every penny of the $56 billion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I yeah. agree 100%. And, yeah. and guess what? All, everything he has is in his businesses. If they do well, so should he. What business is it of a court to determine that someone's pay or comp or windfall is too much, Larry. I don't get that at all. See, that's the thing. That's the total key point, John McIntyre. If the courts start telling companies who to pay, how to pay, then the next thing is going to go what to produce, what not to produce, which is what the climate change people want anyway. You got a real problem. That's the end of free market capitalism. That's the end of the economy. That's the end of America. That's the real point here, John McIntyre. No, look, totally. And there's a there's a great clip floating around that I saw on X, you know, which is now owned by Elon Musk of, I think, Aaron Ross Sorkin, maybe out at, in, in, in Summit at one of these conferences six years ago when the news broke of Elon's compensation deal. 
And it was sort of being mocked and ridiculed as if it was just an outrageous price that, that Tesla could even ever get to that price. And it was yeah. crazy. And, <laughs> and, and and they were sort of like, this is, you look, look at this, you know, pie in the sky, ridiculous valuation they think Tesla is going to get to. And, 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 and of course, if it didn't get to a lot of those metrics, his compensation was going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, he, he, he it achieved something that no one really at the time thought was possible, okay? And and obviously the owners and the people who were invested in Tesla are wildly happy with, with his direction and performance. And the other consequence of this is, and you see this in bad policies in these states, I mean, Delaware had, for so many years ha, has had corporations and pe- people that would, you know, set up their businesses there. And corporations are going to start to move out. They're going to react to this. They're, they're, they don't want to be. They, they don't want to be part of a of a state government structure that that that's going to do crazy things like that that tear down at the fundamentals of capitalism. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So he's going to move the Tesla to Texas. That's what he said. Yeah, he's going to yeah, re- reincorporate exactly. it in Texas, where apparently they like businesses down in Texas. Oh, wait a minute. Fast, one of the fastest growing states in the country. Oh, wait a minute. Delaware. Delaware used to be the home of corporations. Now it's basically the home of Joe Biden. Not good. <laughs> what a trade. What a I'm going to say, boy, there's a bad trade. If there ever was one, I know. That's terrific. John McIntyre. Uh, Tell me, give us a little wisdom about the South Carolina. I guess when's the Nevada caucus? Is that coming up? I've lost track. Yeah, the Nevada caucus is Thursday. Thursday. It's interesting. There's a there's a primary and a caucus. The caucus is what actually counts mm. and 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 what you get delegates for. And it's interesting. Nikki Haley's not even participating in the caucus. Mm. So that's. That's another little tell. Like, I mean, if if you were legitimately kind of had a chance for the nomination, you wouldn't be just ignoring uh, contests in in battleground states where delegates are are, are going to be at. So she's not on the ballot there. Trump's gonna Trump's gonna win that by default. What's the prognostication but, um, for South Carolina? Yeah, I, I mean, look, Trump's over fifty percent. The latest poll had him fifty eight thirty two, so up twenty five plus points. Uh, he's he's been re- regularly running that type of lead, and it's it's a winner take all state. And even more importantly, um, you know, I mean, it's I think it's going to say it, it's going to it's problematic for Nikki Haley to 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 lose the state and perhaps lose it badly that she was the governor of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you know, we'll we'll see. But but Trump's Trump's going to you know overwhelmingly likely. Win that, take all the delegates. Uh, maybe it goes through to Super Tuesday, but yeah. I would I would have a hard time seeing it go past that. After he wins, assuming he wins, and after he wins South Carolina, and Liz, you're going to like this thought. He's going to work. He will then move 100 percent to unify the Republican Party. That would be great. Yeah, we, I mean, he's got the majority of the Republican Party already. Uh, in, in polling shows. 
I, I think what he has to do next is start reaching beyond the Republican Party and drawing in independence, whether that's through his VP pick or mm-hmm. look, he hasn't really been out there campaigning very much. I mean, uh, you know, the court cases have kind of gotten him uh, spending an awful lot of time in courtrooms, yeah. and I'm hoping with this delay of the Jack Smith one and possible delay of the Fonnie Winnells one and so forth, yep. maybe he's going to get a little more time to actually go drum up support because at some he point he needs to be doing that full he time. He will. He will. we got to yep. jump. Liz Peek, thank you. John McIntyre, as always, thanks, thanks to both Harry. of you. Folks, I'm Cudlow. Great fun today. We will be back next weekend. to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Anthony Weiner, The Middle, Unplugged. It's my honor to introduce a friend, Jerry Goldfeder. Welcome. Good to see you again. You are perhaps the nation's foremost expert on election law. You've been doing this for about 40 years. You also run the Fordham Law School Voting Rights and Democracy Program. And I'm grateful to have you to explain some of these issues. Give us a briefing on what exactly it looks like if someone wants to remove of a president for now against their will. So it's actually pretty simple. 25th Amendment of the Constitution says if the vice president and majority of the cabinet believe that the president is not fit for office, they can vote to remove him temporarily and have the vice president be the acting president for the time being. Download all of Red Apple Media's podcasts right now through your favorite podcast platform. This is New York's talk leader, the crown jewel of talk radio, WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. 77 WABC News starts now. 41 degrees, skies are clear on this Saturday, February. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.